to the Fit and Free with AIM podcast. I'm your host, Amy Louise. By listening to this podcast, you'll gain clarity and apply now principles in relation to training, nutrition, and mindset, all designed to help you build a strong and lean physique and show up as your best self at the same time. If you're a woman who struggles with excessive behaviors when it comes to training and nutrition and think of yourself as a perfectionist, I hear you, I see you, I was you, and I know that you're in exactly the right place to turn that ship around and build a body you love inside and out. So let's go. I'm so excited to be recording this first episode for Fit and Free with AIM today. And before I get into today's topic, I just wanted to let you know who I am and what I do. So my name is Amy and I have been a qualified personal trainer since August 2016. So right on five years now, I'm also an ISSN sports nutrition specialist. I primarily coach women online, but I am still coaching face-to-face and have been for those five years. So I do have a shit ton of experience working with women, both face-to-face and online. And I coach women who really love lifting. They potentially want to be a bit leaner. They definitely want to be stronger. And they want to learn how to do all this whilst building a body that they love both inside and out. Now, apart from your standard expertise in training programming and nutrition I also do focus heavily on mindset and I think after this episode you'll really see why but I know that we can look quote unquote perfect on the outside and yet on the inside still be completely miserable and success for myself and for my clients means our internal matches up with our external so when our beliefs about who we are how we look matches up with the actions and behaviors that we undertake on a day-to-day basis and how we look physically and that we're really choosing this for ourselves so there is a big mindset component to my coaching so in this episode, I'm going to take you through my journey with food, exercise, and being body image obsessed. I'm going to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and how I came out the other side. And the reason why I wanted to start this podcast here is, of course, let you know who I am and what I'm about and how I came to coach the way I do. But also that if you resonate, if you see this as you now, you can see a, a great example that this doesn't have to be your life forever and that there is another way. Whilst I go along, I'll also be answering some questions that you asked. And if I don't get to them all or forget some, I will come back and make sure I've answered them at the end. So stay tuned for that. When I was thinking about my journey, I think it can be broken down into three parts. And again, when you look at any story, it really is, right? (laughs) So we have the start, we have a transition period where lots of things change and we have where I am now. And what does my before look like? So my before, I, during my before, I didn't have the, just the the foundational knowledge that I have now. I wasn't a qualified personal trainer in my before setting. From what I gathered on the internet and conversations around me, I understood that the way to lose body fat, which was my primary focus, was to eat less, move more. 
And before I get into this a bit further, I probably should put a disclaimer on this. If any of, of these sorts of things are triggering you, then it's your responsibility to potentially press stop. And none of this is meant to provide advice, specific advice for any person. I'm just talking you through my journey. But my before was really consumed with wanting to weigh less, have less body fat, and kind of doing whatever I thought I needed to do to get there. So it was consumed with over-exercising, under-eating, and some disordered eating behaviors. Now, I've never been diagnosed with an eating disorder. I've never seen a professional, but I know the behaviors that I was engaging in, the extreme restrictions, the good food, bad foods, and just the way I was consuming foods was, is, was, was disordered eating. So, so that was my background and just wanted to talk you through how this manifested and the silly things that I did. So there was that inability for myself to see myself as I really was. So was pretty damn lean human. When I look back at all the photos, I'm so shocked because the body that I see now in photos back then Uh, I'm smaller than I am now. I'm way smaller than I am now. I'm tiny, tiny, tiny. And I didn't see it that way. I really had some awful thoughts about myself. And this, this manifested in heaps of cardio. So I would walk wherever I could. I would run. I was really, really into running. I actually did a marathon because I thought that that would help um, get this body that I really wanted. And I've already gone into the food stuff. So here and there, I was dabbling with weights along the way. It's something that did appeal to me, but I just didn't know what I was doing. Like I said, I wasn't a qualified personal trainer at the time, and I didn't seek out any help. So in this period of time, I had a striving to weigh less, had a really big focus on scale weight, and I thought that that would, that would make me happy, okay? But, I yeah, I, I think... The most critical part was this this conversation I had with a girl who was about my about my height, and she told me what she weighed. We're just having a casual conversation, and that stuck in my head. I'm not going to say the scale weight that it was, but that really, really stuck in my head. And doing some looking around on the internet, I came across bodybuilding.com, and I realized, okay, so if if I eat all these bro foods, you know, I'm talking like chicken, broccoli, oats, egg whites, lots of protein. And if I list some weights, I can look how these girls look or look how everyone else looks that I wanted to look like, right? Again, just reminding you that I, I had no knowledge. I was literally just looking around internet forums. But I understood that lifting some weights and eating in a certain way might help me get the physique that I really wanted. So after starting engaging in those behaviours, I did join a gym. Shout out to Footscray YMCA. I say gym loosely. It was a YMCA. It was literally a hall with some machines. I actually have really good memories, though, of training there. And didn't have a program. I had no idea what I was doing. But that's where this heavier focus on lifting started to come from because prior to then all I'd known how to do was run so that's all I was doing so I started doing that Instagram I started uh, looking around on Instagram as well so this would have been 
around the 2014-ish period. And I did hire an online coach who is actually a friend of mine now. And this, this was way back. I think she had just qualified it as a personal trainer. So she was really just helping me a little bit on the side. And so I had a little program going on and some food stuff, but understanding that my internal was still really messed up, right? So I had really poor body image and I was still... I was still leaning on the side of trying to over-exercise and under-eat. And anyway, what I thought was I started seeing people competing in bikini competitions. So this is around the 2015 mark. And at the time, I was actually working as a lawyer and was feeling a little bit disheartened with that job as well. And I was like, you know what, I really want to go into some sort of like health and wellness field or potentially do the the personal training certificate. I didn't really know what I wanted to do back then, but I knew that mm, being a lawyer wasn't really for me and that I wanted to have a more hands-on approach in helping people. And it, it was going to be something to do with health and fitness. Anyway, so on Instagram, the, you know, bikini competition trend was really blowing up, at least in the bubble that I was in, as in online, you know, the girls that I was searching online. And I obviously didn't have any appreciation for what would go into making up a stage physique. And again, like I said, I had no appreciation really of what training meant, real training meant, and, you know, anything about nutrition. But I was like, you know what, I think I really want to do something like this. And in the back of my head, the the driving force for this was really I wanted to be able to get down to this weight that my uh, acquaintance and I had discussed that she weighed, right? And yet I wouldn't have admitted, uh, would not have admitted this to anyone had you asked me at the time. I would have said I just want to challenge myself. I want to learn more about training and nutrition. I think this is a great vehicle for that. Deep down, it was really because I wanted to look a certain way and I thought this would be the one way that would help me do that. Once I did the competition, I thought I'd be able to maintain that bikini stage look forever and it would all be happy days. So I did sign up with a coach. Uh, Again, it was a a coach who I... Uh, I believe I was her second client. (laughs) So on me, I should have done a little bit more looking around and asking for coaches who had, you know, testimonials. And there were just so, so many things that I didn't know. And I, yeah, there was just so many things that I didn't know. And I would do this totally differently uh, now, but it is what it is. So I embarked on this journey. And to be really honest with you, the comp prep journey for me, was a damn blast. Like I really, really loved it. Not to say that it wasn't challenging. It was potentially, and I know this might sound strange, but it was potentially one of the most challenging things I've ever done. But I learned a lot. So I learned a lot about nutrition. I didn't learn that much about training though, to be honest with you. (laughs) That came later. But I learned a lot about digging deep and I learned a lot about discipline and I learned a lot about doing things that were really, really uncomfortable and that, that I didn't want to do, but doing them anyway. 
so partway through this, I actually also, partway through my prep, I was like, you know what, I actually also want to learn all of this stuff for myself so I can get better results, right? So I decided, okay, I'll do the personal training certificate. And I didn't do it with the intention of actually wanting to be qualified. But really soon into my certificate, I was like, yeah, actually, I do. This is right for me. But, of course, I'm learning this stuff from my personal training certificate and, you know, doing what I'm doing with this bikini prep. But all through the back of my mind, there is still this really big desire to get to this goal weight and that I thought it was going to be my life would be perfect and you know rainbows and butterflies and that I'd be able to maintain it so actually I'm just looking at one of the questions was how did I go from needing to do cardio to understanding that lifting weights was the training that I need to undertake to look the way I want so I think that I've I think that I've answered that and it was really just looking around on bodybuilding.com and a little bit of Instagram and, and seeing these physiques that I wanted to look like and understanding that, you know, these girls weren't just running. These girls were lifting some weights in the gym as well. So it was really nothing special. There was no, you know, real glamorous moment to this, to answering this question. It was literally like, mm, okay, so if these girls all seem to look the way that they look, they're lifting weights, they're doing kidney comps, Okay, so that's what I should do. And let's cut to let's cut to a few weeks before the competition. So I was struggling quite a lot with food behaviors at this point in time and was doing some really crazy things. I have spoken about it before on previous podcasts, so I'll just talk about it, but I was hoarding things that I I couldn't fit into my calorie intake at that point in time. I had like a shelf and I was just staring at foods. And I don't believe I reported this to my coach, which I probably should have, probably should have got some help with this. It just would have been a huge red flag for, for my coach that there was some wacky stuff happening and that I probably needed some qualified professional help counseling (laughs) but there were some real wacky things happening and you know I was I was pretty much where I wanted to be in terms of this scale weight now so I ticked off that you know I'm going to be happy when I weigh x I ticked that off a few weeks before coming into my show and I was like hang on a second Mm, life doesn't feel so great okay and granted you know being in a deficit for a long period of time and being relatively lean there's going to be some things that aren't so fun that's fair enough but my obsession with everything had just turned up a notch of course you know it sounds pretty reasonable too when you're entering competition but my relationship was falling apart Uh, I was actually really hypercritical of my body at this point in time which also it you know, it's, I guess it's fair enough for, for someone who was really new to this world and didn't really understand what's going on and really didn't appreciate what getting on the stage means and what whys are healthier, I guess, when we look at getting onto stage. So there are all these things happening. But anyway, I did compete. I competed in two shows a couple of weeks apart. So one up in Brisbane, which I absolutely loved, literally had the best time. One down in Melbourne, didn't love as much. It was, to be honest with you, there's just heaps and heaps of people at the one in Melbourne, which is, you know, fantastic for that federation. But 
uh, I it was a little bit hard for me to make friends uh, in that one. And so, yeah, I just sort of felt like a number, whereas the one in Queensland was just, it was so cool. It was I think maybe only 50 women there the whole day, yeah. So it was really, really lovely. And I am actually going to be competing into next year and I'm going to be doing that same federation again, which is exciting. But anyway, so I competed, right, and I guess felt okay sort of after this. Like I said, my relationship was, was really falling apart and I didn't have support there with that and... Uh, what started to happen once I finished my show, of course, my hormones were going nuts and just signaling for me to eat, which I did. And I ended up gaining 12 kilos in eight weeks. And unfortunately, I, again, taking full responsibility for this, but the communication style that I had with my coach wasn't, wasn't, what do I say? It wasn't supportive in the way I probably need it to be. I didn't reach out to any other professionals, any psychologists or counsellors to help me with my food psychology, body image, all of those sorts of things. If I had my time again and I'd made that mistake, I would have sought out professional help, but things just turned into a nightmare. So I went from, you know, being this, this, this stage weight that was my meant to be, be all end all happy days weight to in eight weeks gaining 12 kilos. Now, just to add to this, just to give you a little bit of context, I had just started as a personal trainer working on the gym floor. So my brand new clients saw this really rapid weight gain. And again, I'm just going to be really, really honest with you that that did impact my confidence. I was like, well, these people are coming to coach with me and, and look at the look at the coach they're seeing. So it was it was really, really tough. Uh, building my business, which I must admit, I was working with STC Fit at that point in time, who I can't rate more highly. And actually one of the questions was how did I come to work with STC Fit? So I'll probably segue into that now, but I did just want to highlight, you know, I had this really, really rough time post-comp. So I would call it, yeah, it was looking back, it, it would have been, would have been binge eating. I was literally standing in front of the pantry and just like uncontrollably consuming food. And that went on for weeks and weeks and weeks. I, if I had to estimate now, I'd say I was eating probably like yeah, 3000 plus calories a day during that period after, you know, being pretty low and heaps of cardio. So it's just a all round bad time, but in terms of working with STC Fit, so once I was qualified as a personal trainer, I, I knew I knew nothing about business and that I needed some help. And at the gym I was working at is was my current my current coach now, Jace. Uh, he was there and I'd seen him there at that gym like 10 years ago. That's a part of the story I haven't gotten into. But I was like, you know what? He's still there. He, you know, I reckon he's probably got an amazing business. Let me have a chat to him. So I came under his wing as his mentee. He wasn't my coach at this time. I just wanted to make that clear. But I um, came under his wing as his mentee and began with STC Fit. And I think back then, not I think, I know back then, if I hadn't done that, going through all that I had gone through, no way in hell would I have been as successful as I was with my PT, with my PT business as a newbie. The support uh, from Ben and Jace back then, it was a small group, was just literally invaluable. So 
extremely, extremely grateful for that. Now, I was going through a really rough time and, of course, Jace helping me out with my business and me working with SDT Fit had seen that and I was asking him some questions and I tried to help myself because I didn't feel as supported as I wanted to with my other coach, with my coach. And then I tried to help myself and it just wasn't working. I was super, super unhappy. And then I reached out to Jason. I was like, you know what? I think it's time. I would really love to work with you. Can we work together? So I finished up with my other coach and I started with Jason. The first thing he said to me, which was really the catalyst for help, was we're not going to diet you anymore. You're not going to diet not for six months are you going to be in a deficit. (laughs) And this was literally the catalyst for everything to change. So just going back to these questions now, how did you find your behaviour with food post-comp? I've gone through that. It was shocking. It was shocking. It was the worst it has ever been. And what helped me heal my relationship with food and disordered eating whilst in maintenance? So I think this is a good time to answer this question now. So with Jay's, I was doing coaching in the gym with him, actually. We were doing face-to-face coaching. We were pretty sure we were taking measurements every week, but there was no pressure on me to, you know, lose centimeters. There was no pressure on me to lose body fat, and I was the heaviest I ever weighed at this point in time. It was literally just like we're just going to give you enough food, you know, maintenance calories, plenty of food, and we're just going to train really effing hard. And I had pretty bad body image issues when we started this and they did take quite a few months to start to dissipate but I think there are a couple components that went into this being extremely important for me number one working with someone who knew what the hell that they were doing and I had full confidence in him literally full confidence in him I still do he's still my coach he's going to take me on stage next year you can probably hear me smiling because I'm so excited about it but full confidence in him and he has the results to back that up. But also being able to work with someone I had full confidence in telling me we are not going to be in a deficit. The pathway to you achieving the outcomes you want, it's going to be delayed gratification. You're going to get there, but it is going to require you to eat in a period of maintenance, extended period of maintenance. Well, I thought it was extended back then, six months. You know, I don't think there had been a morning that I had woken up from like 15 years old to, you know, 2016. I What would that have been, 28, 29, 30? I'm not sure, something like that, that I hadn't thought about restricting my intake. So you can see that this was a huge mindset change and I trusted him with this. And we did some glute focus blocks, which I absolutely love because uh, my booty, I hadn't, I really didn't have one prior to this training, but eating heaps, training hard, doing some specific training blocks to build up like, uh, you know, my glutes, my shoulders, my back, those sorts of things. I was absolutely loving it. I was absolutely loving it. And just sitting in maintenance for all of these months, no pressure to lose weight, no pressure to lose centimeters. Um, You know, I took the pressure off myself. We're always the only person who is able to do these things. You know, no one else has the power to do these things. Even when we're thinking about accountability, we might have systems in place that help us stay accountable, but really who's choosing it? It's always us, right? So I was really, really having the time of my life. And as the months went on, 
I just started to shed these layers of body image bullshit, of restriction, of good food, bad food. I was also learning a lot throughout my work with STC Fit and just my own reading, uh, extra reading on the side and working with clients and all these sorts of things. So you can see this, this six months was it was a catalyst for change. And it took six months. And for some people that might seem really quick. For others, it might seem really long. It's just, it's just so dependent on the person. But by about, this was, I think, August 2017, I'd spent six months eating heaps, building up the muscle groups that I really wanted to work on. And then Jason was like, you know what? If you'd like to, now we can enter a deficit. And it was, this was also actually a huge, huge life-changing experience for me to do a deficit in the way we did, trying to eat as much as I could still prioritizing training with intent, but doing basically as little as we could for the most amount of output. So this wasn't, okay, absolutely tanking my calories and just going nuts with running like I would usually do. This was super strategic and intelligent. And it's the way I coach my women now. We try to diet on as much food as we possibly can. We only do the activity that we need to do to get the result, Right. Fatigue is a huge part of people's results suffering, um, not maintaining muscle mass due to poor nutrition, due to not performing resistance training is also a big problem for people not achieving the results they want. So then I chose, Then I decided, you know what, maybe I'll do a photo shoot too. I did a photo shoot in the December and literally it was on fire. I just felt so amazing. It's actually one of the photos is actually my profile photo on Instagram. Like felt like an absolute boss. <laughs> and so it was that year, it was 2017 where everything changed. And yes, you know, I was coaching during this time. I was learning heaps, walking the walk by this stage, talking the talk, literally everything, everything changed for me. So that really takes you through the whole story. And literally since 2017, I've done maintenance phases. I've done surplus phases, like purposefully gaining scale weight. And I've done deficits. And I, it's crazy to me to think that I can, you know, flow in and out of these phases without the hangups that I had, without the body image crap. You know, I can, I can purposefully gain weight without it impacting me in any way. I don't care about what the scale says. I would take my scale weight at least four times a week, sometimes more, and literally just see it as a data point without emotions. And when I look in the mirror, even when I'm in these surplus phases, I'm excited for what I see. I don't hide underneath cardigans and jackets when I go out anymore because, you know, I don't like the way my arms look or things like that. There's just so many things that have changed. And it was really that period of 2017 where, where things were different. So one of the questions that I haven't answered yet was what practices did I adopt to let go of my perfectionist self? Now, I still have perfectionist tendencies when it comes to my business and, to be honest, when it comes to relationships. So I haven't let it go in all aspects of my life. The area that I have let it go with, though, is food and training. <laughs> and just to, just to reiterate how that happened again, 
it was it was the year of 2017 and realizing because I was implementing all of these things over a long period of time, I realized that perfect wasn't what was getting me results. It wasn't being perfect because I wasn't. I was, I mean, how could, how could I be? I'm human. None of us are perfect. None of us are perfect. But it was being consistent enough to realize that it was the consistency that was getting me the results, not the perfection. Yeah. So I've said this to quite a few of my clients because a lot of them struggle with perfectionism. Don't need perfect. You can achieve amazing results with 80% compliance. And I stand by it. I stand by it. 80% compliance, we can achieve amazing things. Yes, it might take us a bit longer than 90% compliance, but what's more important is sustainability over time, our ability to continually progress over time. And that's really what I see sustainability as. When I say sustainability, I don't mean staying stagnant. That's stagnation. Sustainability to me means continued progress over periods of time, long periods of time, or forever. That's sustainability, being able to level up, maintain those results, level up, maintain those results, level up, maintain those results. So it's understanding that consistency, of course, I need to be applying all of the foundational principles of training and nutrition. But if I do that with an 80% 80 compliance and do this consistently, I'm going to get amazing results. And it's just one foot in front of the other. And every time I do something that feels like, and I don't use this language anymore, it seems really foreign to me, but I know that a lot of you will resonate with it. When I am off track or stuff up, it doesn't matter. And one of the things Jace used to say to me was, we're going to draw a line in the sand and move on. And I say to my clients now, your next decision is your opportunity to build momentum in the direction you want to go in. And like I said, I don't use the language of off track. I never say that to my clients. I don't say you stuffed up or anything like that to my clients. I saw it always ask, okay, so this is what happened. Can we take for a moment the situation, reflect on why? And can you tell me what you're going to do next time if this situation happens again? How might we prevent it? And I also say the same thing. We're going to draw a line in the sand and you're going to absolutely move forward there's going to be no guilt there's going to be no shame there's going to be no lingering emotions about what happened because we don't need to be perfect to make amazing progress so i hope this has been really helpful in identifying that we can be a certain way and it doesn't have to be the way that we are forever so in terms of the key takeaways for this podcast, if you can identify that you're someone who, you know, every day you're, you're attempting to restrict your intake, if, you know, eating out socially gets you anxious or angry, if you love training but there's a voice in the back of your head that is always, that you're always trying to burn as many calories as you can, you know, if you look in the mirror and you just feel, you know, fat, unattractive, any of those things, if you can identify yourself in that, then it's really, really important to understand that number one, yes, we need to be applying the foundational principles of training and nutrition. We have to, really, really important. But you'll realize that these are not anywhere near as restrictive 
or excessive as what, you know, you might think you need to do, what IG Fitspo's are saying or influencers are saying you need to do or, you know, YouTubers or whatever. The whole glamorized rubbish of extreme restriction and excessive behaviors are not actually what the foundations of training and nutrition say, okay? So it's highly likely that you, if this is you, you're going to actually need to eat more and do less. <laughs> and, you know, if that feels like an impossibility, if that feels like jumping off the ledge because all you've been doing for the last 10 years is over-exercising and under-eating, then I think that this is probably exactly the sign that you need to stop overdoing it. <laughs> so if you've listened this far and you can see that taking a leap of faith and trying something new is exactly what you need to do, then I think reaching out to a professional who can help is going to be the best support that you can get. And that's that's what I did. And it doesn't have to be with me, but with someone who is able to help you with, again, the foundational principles of training and nutrition, not some extreme or excessive way of living that you think uh, you need to engage in like literally what are the basics what do we need to do and understanding that you do not need to be 100% perfect to get amazing results and we can start to let go of this all or nothing thinking this perfection perfectionism thinking and we can just start asking ourselves, basically, what is the least amount that I need to do to get where I want to be and doing that? And I'm sort of laughing because if you had said that to me, I would have been like, what? I need to do less? <laughs> yeah, I just would have laughed. But if you've got anything out of this podcast, it is, it is understanding that perfectionism is likely the number one thing hindering your results, not helping. So there we have it. Just as a little outro for, for you, if you would like to see where I spend most of my time, it's on Instagram and my handle is at Amy Louise Coaching. If you're interested in online coaching with me, you can click the link in my Instagram bio and there is a place where you can chuck in your details and I will be in touch with you. If you would like a little weekly email from me where I talk about training or nutrition or mindset in a way that will help you build the body you love, then you can also click the link in my bio on Instagram, scroll to the end and sign up to my email list. In other news, I am going to be opening places for a mentorship later in the year. I think around October, it's going to be called Strong, Free and Fierce. It's going to be for a very, very small amount of women, but I'm super excited. So stay, stay tuned for that and over and out.